Welcome to Alabama AgCast, a weekly conversation about news and issues affecting Alabama farmers and forest landowners. Alabama AgCast is produced by the Alabama Farmers Federation. Hello and welcome to this week's Alabama AgCast. I'm your host, Mike Moody. In the AgCast studio today, we've got a couple of our fine Federation staffers, Brian Harden and Mitt Walker. We've got a big subject to talk about, so we'll get right into it. Brian, how are you doing today? Doing great, Mike. Thank you. Good, good. Mitt, how about yourself? All good. Thank you, Mike. Wonderful. We're just coming off of what I would consider to be a very successful regular session. We had some some wins, and it's always good to walk away from that. And then the governor called a special session that took place last week. What was the reason for that special session? Yeah, so um, really a surprise, Mike. Uh, Early June, uh, the Supreme Court agreed with a lower court ruling that said that Alabama's current congressional mount likely violated the Voting Rights Act. They gave direction saying that as opposed to now, which we only have one minority, majority, minority district, um, that we really need to draw either a second one that would be a majority black district or one that was very close to it. So that set into uh, momentum in, in the, the process of saying, okay, we've got to go back and revisit that. And so it's the, the state legislature's job to redraw those maps, even though we're talking about a federal congressional map, that is the state's job to do that. So they began the process of some public hearings around the state. A deadline was set to have these accomplished by July the 21st, to have the whole, the whole process concluded by July 21st. So there was really a lot for the legislature to have to do in a short amount of time. So they started with a couple of public hearings, went into session July the 17th, had five days to complete that, which is the, the minimum amount of time that you can pass a, a bill. And so in in the maps, in essence, were a bill, a piece of legislation, just like any and other. The, that it was only the one bill. That was the only thing on the session. Well, market. so that was the only one in the call. There were there were some other things that, that came up, and that's kind of a, a quick aside. The legislature can take up other business if two-thirds of, of the legislature agree to take that up. But, yes, the focus really you know was the, the redrawing of, of the district. So that's what we wrapped up with last Friday, uh, meeting the deadline. And we can talk more about where, where we go to next. But that's why the legislature convened last week for that special session. Mitt, with the new map that we're moving forward with, what are some of the implications for us as a state? Yeah, I, I think the thing to keep in mind with that, Mike, is although the legislature has passed a map, that doesn't even mean that this is the final version that, that will actually stand up as it moves forward. I think, you know, the courts will still have to take a look at this map, make their determination. There's a good chance if this map, once it goes before the panel, if the panel were to approve it, I think the original plaintiffs probably continue to challenge the map. There's also a chance that the panel could order a special master to go in and, and draw the map as opposed to the legislature legislature having control of the map. So a lot of uncertainty moving forward. But I think as you look at the current delegation, there there were certainly some things that I think were probably considered by the legislature. I mean, you definitely want to take care of those members that are in senior positions. You know, one example would be someone like Congressman Mike Rogers that chairs the Armed Services Committee. Congressman Adderholt, kind of the dean of the delegation now, he's a high-ranking appropriations member. For us, Congressman Moore, whose district is in impacted by this map that was approved by the legislature. You know, of course, he's a member of the Ag Committee. So um, as you look over to southwest Alabama, Congressman Carl is on agricultural appropriations. So any way that you, you went about reconstituting those lines, you know, some members were going to be 
impacted to some degree. I think the question now is, you know, what do the courts ultimately do with with what the legislature has approved? And uh, as I understand it, every district it was affected by this. Isn't that right? I mean, the entire state was, the line was moved around here and there and this kind of thing. This is Scott McCall, Chief Relationship Officer of Alabama Ag Credit. To get started as a beginning farmer, we understand that every dollar helps. At Alabama Ag Credit, we're proud to provide additional support for beginning farmers with our Jumpstart grants. These grants will be awarded to five beginning farmers to help jumpstart them toward future success. To be eligible, you must have started farming within the past two years or plan to start a farm business in the next year. Additionally, your operation must be headquartered in one of the 40 counties served by Alabama Ag Credit and you must be 18 years of age. Five grants of $10,000 each will be awarded in 2023. We're currently accepting applications for the Jumpstart program and the last day to apply is August 31st, 2023. To find out more about the Jumpstart program, visit alabamaagcredit.com or call 334-270-8687. Brian, we know that the next steps are on the federal side. We're going to submit this new map. What is going to happen in the st- on the state side of that? What What is the next steps for the state? Of course, the, the state has passed it, so it will be the Attorney General's job to defend that map. And so the next big step will really be August 14th. That will be the date to watch where the map goes in front of that three-judge panel for that district court that made the same uh, ruling um, that was upheld by the Supreme Court that said, hey, you know, state of Alabama, you really need to go back and, and look at this map. So there will be some back and forth between, you know, the plaintiffs will be responding and the state will be preparing their response, but August 14th in Birmingham at the federal courthouse will be really the date that everybody will will be watching and then of course that's the hearing not that we'll know anything that day that will be the hearing now all this really does have to or needs to play out. I don't guess it has to, to do anything um, right. if it depends on the wheels of the legal system. But with the primaries in March, we're in a presidential primary year, and Mitt can talk more about that. But obviously that pushes things up a lot earlier than, than normal. So Secretary of State would like to see all this finished by the 1st of October because both parties will have qualifying dates set for those running the primaries, so you have all that that has to play out. Obviously, ballots have to be set and printed, and you know, there's a lot of things that we don't think about day-to-day that has to be done by the state and the counties to prepare for that uh, election in March. And so, like was was mentioned a while ago, I mean, there's a lot of of changes, but we don't even know if that's the final map. So it's not that anybody can go to work today on what the legislature passed Friday. That's, at this point, you could almost look at it's it's a suggestion or it's it's right. the map the state is supported, but we don't know if that's the the final map and, and won't for a, a few weeks yet. Yeah, and Brian, if I could kind of tag on too, I mean, I think we're very focused on what's happening here in Alabama, and rightly so. But this ruling and what happens in this process playing out here is going to have implications all over the country. There are several other states around the country that are in our situation where their congressional districts have been challenged, and I think Alabama's going to kind of be the bellwether on, on how these things play out. I think South Carolina, Louisiana, there's several other states that are go through this same process. So as our state legislature has been focused on this, and certainly our current members of Congress, there's members of Congress uh, all over the 
country and, and organizations like us all over the country that are watching what happens in Alabama for some indication of what may happen in their home state. Too. Yeah, and, and there's such a slim majority in Congress that this this could tip the scales in, in Congress, could it not? On the House side, I mean, it would take more than just Alabama changing some districts. But, yeah, I mean, we've got a four- to five-seat majority, I think, in the House currently. So if this were to play out and, and Republican districts are, are redrawn to be more in play, then theoretically, yes, you could have, it wouldn't take but a couple or, or three seats around the country to change parties and, and the control of Congress would change. Feels like we have very little control over what's happening here, but for our members who are out there, what what can they do as we move forward with all of this? Well, I would say, you know, two things. First of all, stay informed, and, and we have, uh, I think, a, a great communications team. You included, Mike, that, you, you know, we have opportunities like today with this podcast, but if you'll reference back to the the Capital Connection that went out last Friday gives you the current congressional map, a way to compare to the map that was passed by the legislature. Certainly, if you're not signed up for that, would encourage you to do that. And everybody, of course, is going to be interested about home. And, and you look at those maps, and there are several counties that, that jump out to you pretty immediately. Like, okay, I was in the third congressional district. Now my, my county's in the sixth congressional district, or whatever that may be. So that is interesting to talk about and think about but again until it's final i would encourage people not to to be too concerned about that the other thing and this ties back to what what mid and his team do every day is that regardless of where our members end up in a district i think my encouragement to them would be you know we're still going to represent you as alabama farmers federation Mid is still going to have those relationships with every member of the delegation every member in the future going to be carrying out that message of what they as members feel are most important to them and certainly in a farm bill year just like we would do in the state legislature so even though redistricting gets a lot of attention and it, and it is important i think the big thing would be you know hey focus on as an organization we're going to be there advocating for you yeah and i think too a lot of people have already forgotten that and so much attention has been focused on this but it was just uh, a couple of years ago, we were worried about potentially losing a congressional district in Alabama. So regardless of what plays out here, I think the fact that we were able to keep seven House seats based on the census data is still a very positive thing for Alabama mm -hmm. because it's not just, you wouldn't have just been losing a member of Congress, theoretically. There's a lot of federal funding that is tied to that population count and your number of congressmen and that type of thing. So while we're looking at how the maps are going to be drawn, um, did want to remind people it wasn't very long ago we were worried about potentially losing a district. Wow. That's good to uh, to bring back our memory on that. Well, uh, guys, if there's anything else that we need to know as we uh, wrap up? The only thing I would add, I mentioned this earlier, is a reminder, too, I think maybe more so uh, with a congressional delegation, when you look at it in total, including, you know, Senator Tuberville and Senator Britt, that delegation really is working on behalf of the, the whole state. So one district may not have the most senior member, maybe, you know, Representative Adderholt may be in, in District 4 and somebody lives in Mobile, but I, I think there's real benefit from that seniority regardless of the district. Wouldn't you agree, Matt? Uh, yeah, so, absolutely. I mean, one of the things I really love about our delegation, once a month they have a standing meeting where each member from the Alabama delegation, including the two senators, sit down and have lunch together to talk about those issues that are important to the state. While that meeting is taking place, the chief of staffs from each of those offices also have a lunch at that same time. So they're sharing notes, comparing ideas. I mean, the big issues, you know, we talk about our military installations, 
everybody's on the same page when it comes to protecting that. I think our whole delegation is on the same page when it comes to a farm bill, making sure that we've got that bill in place and we've got food security as a nation moving forward. So, yeah, Brian, I, I'll agree 100%. They're going to look out for each other and what's best for the state as a whole. Right. Great points, guys. Well, Brian, thank you for keeping your eyes on what goes on here in the state. And Mitt, thank you for all your work you do up in uh, D.C. And uh, with that, we will wrap up. Guys, thank you again for being here. Sure. Thank you, Thank Mike. you, Mike. And now, your weekly Ag Cash wrap up. And welcome to this week's weekly wrap up. I'm Mitt Walker with the Alabama Farmers Federation. Just wanted to let all of our listeners know that Senator Tuberville will be in town this next week on Tuesday and Wednesday hosting Farm Bill listening sessions. Really want to encourage everybody to come out and have your views on the Farm Bill expressed to the Senator. It's a great opportunity to be able to give direct feedback on the things that are important in the Farm Bill to your farm. Three of those sessions, actually four of those sessions, will be taking place next week. Coastal Alabama Community College down in Baymanette at 9.15 on Tuesday morning. The Wiregrass Research and Extension Center at noon in Headland, Alabama, again on Tuesday. And Tuesday will wrap up at Sneed State Community College in Boaz, 3 o'clock p.m. Uh, so those three sessions will be taking place on Tuesday. And on Wednesday, the sessions will pick back up in Millbrook at the Alabama Wildlife Federation building. That one will take place at 9.30 a.m. So, again, we're in a farm bill year. I know you've heard us talk about farm bill the last, some of the previous AgCast. And uh, this, again, is your opportunity to tell Coach what you think is important to your farm. He is on the Senate Ag Committee and uh, will be instrumental in making sure that we get a good bill. That wraps us up for this week. Thanks for joining us. Alabama AgCast is sponsored by our friends at Alabama AgCredit. Give them a call for all your farm and land financing needs. For more information about today's conversation, check out the show notes or visit alphafarmers.org slash agcast. Be sure to follow Alabama Farmers Federation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tune in next week for another timely conversation from Alabama AgCast. AgCast.